What up, what up, what up? And welcome to another edition of DFS Today. This is your Sunday, January 2nd. Happy New Year edition of the show. We have a nice seven games, two slates, one showdown, and a six-game main slate here for you. It's going to be a good one, and I'm going to run it through you. I am your host, Santino Cone. You know what? What better way to start or get right in and then getting right into it? Uh, the first game on the docket, which is the showdown slate, the New York Knicks taking on the Toronto Raptors. We have a, um, on the injury report, it's a, an extensive one. Everybody on the Knicks is going there. We don't have any of the spreads at the moment. Um, for the injury report, we have Daniel House, Nerlens Noel, Julius Randle, Mitchell Robinson, Derek Rose, uh, Sam Nick, Selden, Sims, Kemba, all out for the Knicks, and Evan Fournier as questionable. On the Raptors, complete opposite. Everybody's coming back from um, the health and safety protocols. We just have Goran Dragic and David Johnson out. Scotty Barnes is probable, should be good to go in this one. Uh, this is fairly simple. Break down the whole game um, instead of going side by side. I'm going to be spending up for Toronto players. I'm going to be getting my value for the Knicks. I want my captain from uh, Toronto. I really love yeah, Pascal Siakam's been a stud since he's come back. Played 82 minutes in those two games. I don't expect as many assists now that Fred VanVleet has uh, will be his second game under the belt. And we have uh, Scotty Barnes coming back here. So slightly, slightly less assists, but he's still been awesome. In a showdown slate, I would love to get him in my lineup. I would love to get him and Van V in my lineup. And I think you can when when you go to the Knicks side of the ball. Um, but OG, Gary Trent would be the other options that I'm looking at on this side of the ball. Everybody else, not at the moment. Uh, but on the Knicks, you don't have the entire front court. So Taj Gibson, Obi Toppin are in line for a ton of minutes. Uh, you don't have the starting point guards. Rose, Walker, both out. Um, we know... Evan Fournier is questionable. Uh, I do like R.J. Barrett. That would be the only guy I'm going to spend up on on this side of the ball. But I won't put him in my captain spot. Um, I will put someone on the Raptors, one of those four. But quickly, Grimes, one of them might get to start with Fournier out. And even if not, there's a bunch of extra minutes there going around for him. Um, and then you have Taj Gibson, Obi Toppin. We already know that they're going to be playing a ton of minutes. Miles McBride. He has been getting... a Decent chunk of minutes, and he's been getting some starts lately either. Uh, or also, without Kemba, we could possibly be seeing that again, especially without Fournier. Uh, those three guys, quickly, Grimes and McBride, are great value here. Right, and that does it that game. I think we got uh, R.J. Barrett in the value, and then the I'm spending up on Toronto. All right, let's jump on over to the main slate. First game on the docket in the main slate, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have the Orlando Magic taking on the Boston Celtics in Boston. Um, for an injury report here, we have for the Celtics, Robert Williams, Jason Tatum, both questionable. Enos Freedom, out. Um, Dennis Schroeder is back. On the Magic side of the ball, we have Jalen Suggs, Chuma Okiki, Etuan Moore, Robin Lopez, Jonathan Isaac, Hassani, uh, grab it, Mark Foles, Michael Carter-Williams, Cole Anthony, all out. Then we have Mo Bamba and Miles Mulder as questionable. Uh, start with the Magic. A lot of people out here. We know this. Uh, with that said, Carter, Wett, Wagner, doing doing the heavy lifting. They are showing it in that price tag, though. 
Uh, in this particular matchup, I'm not I'm not going to go there. I do like Gary Harris. I do like Terrence Ross. That is back. I think both those price tags are fair. Uh, 5200 for Gary Harris. He's been hitting that. So he's a very safe cash guy here. Get your money back if you're around that uh, price range. Terrence Ross just coming back. We'll see how he fits in. But there are minutes and shots available for him. So uh, 4900 he was playing great before he went out on health and safety protocols. Don't mind taking another shot there. Uh, that's pretty much it for now. I think Tim Frazier, uh, Mulder, if he's back, RJ Hampton are all going to split the point guard slash shooting guard with Terrence Ross as well uh, and Gary Harris. So I don't really want to go there. All right, jumping on over to the Boston side of the ball. If Robert Williams is out, I really like Al Horford. Grant Williams uh, drew the start in the last one, I guess, <clears throat> in the last one for Tatum anyway would have an even more role here if Robert Williams is out. Al Horford's going to slide over the five, um, where Grant Williams would start at the four. Then there's something else to go around uh, on the on the wings there. But I do like Grant Williams. I do like Al Horford. We'll see what Robert Williams' status is like. Uh, if he does play, I don't really want Grant Williams for that, even if he gets a start for Tatum still. Uh, and then Al Horford, I would pr- prefer Rob Williams with the way he's playing right now anyway. Um I don't mind looking in the backcourt, uh, but I would just throw Jalen Brown. Now that Schroeder's back, uh, it still throws in a wrinkle. I think Marcus Smart wears off a little bit at his price tag, but uh, Jalen Brown in this matchup going against a bunch of backups and they still need winning, I don't mind it here. Uh, 9,300, he hasn't exceeded that, but um, this could be that game. All right, next game of the night. We have the Indiana Pacers taking on the Cleveland Cavaliers at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. On the injury report, we have for the Cavs, Darius Garland, Jedi Osmond, Ricky Rubio, Colin Sexton, all out. Dylan Windler as questionable. The Pacers have Brogdon, Duarte, Isaiah Jackson, Jeremy Lamb, Keelan Martin, TJ Warren, TJ McConnell, all out. Go over to Indy at first. Um, Karis LeVert is pretty much been what Jalen Brown is. Similar price tag. Uh, he's been more consistent, a little higher uh, lately, but they're both very similar in this one. I I think Jalen Brown for the less ownership, higher upside against the team that he's facing. Uh, that's where I would lean. Even with, with Cleveland getting a little bit healthier, the matchup gets tougher, even with Levert getting so much usage here. Um, that said, I don't know if I want to go to Sabonis either. Um, probably not going to have too much exposure to many of these guys. Though I think Sabonis, Lever are safer for cash than they are for uh, tournaments. I think the upside against the Cleveland defense isn't the greatest, um, but I think they're fairly safe for their price tag. I don't mind going there and getting my 45 points or so uh, from these guys. Can I get 50-60? That's where I think uh, I don't really want to go there. But everybody else, I'm going to leave it alone at the moment as well. On the other side of the ball, Kevin Love has been playing great, but 8,000 just about can't go that. Uh, now that the front court is healthy, going to let it stay. Their price tags are all uh, a little bit inflated for me. I do like Evan Mobley's price tag. Or I do like Evan Mobley in this matchup, but the price tag is just just out of my reach um, for the most part. Uh, I'll have him in a couple lineups, but 7-5. If it was more 7-1, I would very much be on it. Uh, outside of that, not too much I'm looking at on the Cavs side. Uh, Brandon Goodwin, Kevin Pangos, that point guard battle is intriguing to me, both under 4K, uh, one at 
3-5, one at 3-7. A lot of minutes to go around right now. Uh, there's just no other point guards on the roster besides these two guys. Uh, Goodwin had the advantage in that last one. Played pretty well, 13-4-6. and six. He has produced in the past. And he's also let us down. So uh, not the safest, but a nice option to take if you want to just go a pump play. Kevin Pangos as well. Haven't played great these two starts. Uh, just 24 minutes each. Hasn't done too much, uh, but he could shoot. And if you can knock down a couple in a game, yeah, so I don't mind taking him. Though I, I would feel more comfortable with Goodwin of the two. All right, jumping on over to the next game of the night, the last one at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have the Miami Heat taking on the Sacramento Kings. On the injury report, we have Bam, Deadman, Marcus Garrett, Haslam, Markeith Morris, uh, Akpala, Oladipo, Duncan Robinson, Max Struss, P.J. Tucker, Gabe Vincent, all out for the Heat. The Kings just have Rashawn Holmes out and Terrence Davis questionable. All right, another long list. We'll see if things change, but on the Heat side of the ball, Jimmy Butler for 10K. Uh, the guy's just going to continue to be the main part of the offense. Now that Kyle Lowry is back, maybe takes a little burden off him. Um, he doesn't have to take all the shots. We, we know Tyler Hero is there as well. They're pretty much going to take the majority of the shots, but uh, I don't mind spending up for Butler. I think Lowry and Hero are slightly where they should be, so that's not a bad price tag. Uh, if you want to take the discount for Hero instead of Butler, I don't mind that in this matchup against the Kings. Yurtsevin, 6,500. He's just continually churning out value right here. Um, three straight games of over 36 fantasy points. Yeah, I can take him again. Guy's just rebounding a lot and pitching in double-digit points. Fantastic. Uh, Caleb Martin's got to play a ton of minutes here. Kyle Guy played a ton last game. Uh, don't mind looking at these guys again. Very uh, up-tempo matchup against the Kings, who are middle of the middle of the pack to the back of the pack uh, in deep defensive metrics. So I don't mind taking a shot at those guys as well. There are a ton of minutes available. On the other side of the ball, we have the Kings, and it's almost the opposite. Um, outside of potentially Terrence Davis, who's uh, questionable for this one, 3,400. I would like to play him. Uh, the he don't have front court depth right now, so they're probably going to go small. At, a lot of spurts here. The Kings like to go small, so Davion Mitchell, Terrence Davis, 35 and 3,400 would make a lot of sense for some pump plays in particular um, particular lineups here. But we'll see if Terrence Davis doesn't play. If he doesn't, or if he does. And both of them are in play. If he doesn't, Davion Mitchell gets a big bump there. So does Buddy Heald, but I don't really want to pay six for, for Buddy Heald. Um, and then we, we see who starts in the front court. Do they start Bagley uh, at center and throw Heald in there? Uh, do they start Damian Jones, who's been playing over Tristan Thompson, over Alex Lynn when he was out? Uh, that's something to to keep an eye on. Damian Jones, if he got, got the start at 3K, going to be in a lot of lineups, and I, I sure do like him as well. Alex Lynn, if he's going to start like he did before at 3,200, might be worth taking a shot at. Um, but they can always play bag, Bagley and, and start meta. I, we, we could see a smaller front court, no, knowing that the the Heat front court is just decimated. So that's what I'm paying attention to. Uh, I'm going to be looking at those Mitchell and Davis and then looking at who starts and how the starting rotation front court is shaked out before pregame. 
All right, jumping on over to the next game of the night, we have at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, the Phoenix Suns taking on the Charlotte Hornets. Um, on the injury report, we have for the Suns, DeAndre Ayton, Jay Crowder, Frank Kaminsky, Javal McGee, Abdul Nader, Dario Saric, all out. Chandler Hutchinson as questionable. For the Hornets, we have Vernon Carey and Scotty Lewis out. P.J. Washington, Miles Bridges as questionable. All right. Going to Phoenix. Uh, Devin Booker, only 8-5. Chris Paul, only 7-4. Or, yeah, only 7-4. Very, very cheapish price tags. Uh, Devin Booker is still worth taking. This is going to be a fast-paced matchup. That's how the Hornets like to play. They love to play fast. So uh, both those guys, really good price tags here uh, in this particular matchup. Cam Johnson's going to get some extra burn again in this one. Uh, 5,400. Pretty safe-ish. Jalen Smith, uh, I like him. I prefer him over Cam Johnson. But the upside's there for him. Uh, played mid to high 20s in the last three games starting. The entire front court is hit big right now. So uh, the kids got to play a lot. And the Hornets don't always play big. They play Miles Plumley. Um, they play P.J. Washington. They play other versatile guys, Jalen McDaniels, other versatile guys at center. So this could be pretty good for him. And we could see a lot of uh, Bridges at center and Cam Johnson, Paul and Booker lineup, smaller lineup. So I like that. Uh, but Jalen Smith, and then speaking of that campaign, 4-4 with smaller lineups, uh, we know he's usually the first guy off the bench. Uh, this one I don't mind looking at. These guys played each other not too long ago. Uh, Bridges might be going against his brother again. We'll see if that happens. But, um, yeah. I really like Jalen Smith in this one. I like the backcourt, um, including campaign. All right, jumping on over to the Hornets side of the ball. LaMelo is 9,500. Uh, probably won't go in, in this particular matchup, but the forward position is going to be intriguing. Um, Hayward, Rozier, Oubre, probably starting all three of them. We've got to see what happens with Bridges and Washington, but all three of those guys get a nice boost. They're all in the, the 6K. Um, the 6K range there. I do probably avoid them all in Phoenix, but um, we'll see exactly what happens with Miles Plumley and, and PJ Washington as well. Uh, Jalen or Jaden McDaniels, PJ Washington is out. McDaniels and Plumley get extra run here, uh, and then if Bridges out, helps them out as well. McDaniels will be playing both for uh, both forward positions. Um, I'm usually just, or on this in this matchup, I'm just going to be looking for more value against Suns, uh, the the Plumley, the Ubre, Ubre, and uh, the McDaniel's. Assuming that one or both of Bridges and PJ Washington are out. All right, jumping on over to the next game, and before I do though, uh, I do want to give a shout out to our guys. You, did you know that we have a new daily fantasy partner at Sports Ethos? Thrive Fantasy. Prop up with Thrive Fantasy on their mobile app or at thrivefantasy.com. Use code ETHOS when you sign up to get a 100% deposit match bonus on your first deposit up to $100 plus either two or four free game tickets to play. Pick player props on the biggest names playing every night. Score points when you hit when your props hit. And the players with the most points win a share of the nightly prize money. So go check that out. Again, that's Thrive Fantasy or thrivefantasy.com. Put in the code ethos. You will not be disappointed. It is a 
fun, fun time there. All right, now we're jumping on over to the 7 o'clock game. We have Dallas taking on OKC Thunder. Uh, on the injury report, we have Trey Burke, Willie Cauley-Stein, Brandon Knight, Boban, all out. Porzingis, doubtful. Frank the Tank, Nidalekina, questionable. Uh, and then on the Thunder, we have Baisley, Shy, and Jeremiah Robinson Earl. Uh, oh, and Trey, Trey Mann, all out. We'll start with the Mavs in this one. And the return of Luka. He's not even on the injury report. Um, we'll see if he's conditioned. I know he was dealing with an injury pre-COVID, um, pre-health and safety protocol. So we'll see how he goes there. At 10-8, he's going to be in a good matchup, but I'm not going to go to him uh, too much. We have a depressed price tag for him, but he hasn't played in a while. He hasn't played since December 10th. Um, so we'll see how he he's looking pre-game before I can throw him in there. Maybe in some tournaments, if you think people are wary about him in this game. Um, but not so much cash. I know Porzingis is doubtful, so that's a that's a big one there for him. But um, still, his first game back, so tread carefully. That said, Maxi Kleba, thirty seven hundred. He should be back for this one as well. First game back in a little bit. Um, but with Porzingis out, thirty seven hundred, he should draw the start. Really uh, solid chance to or opportunity to take a chance on him. We have Tim Hardaway Jr. Dorian. Finney Smith been taking on a bigger role. Jalen Brunson. Uh, these guys are going to get extra usage without Kristaps Porzingis here. But Luka's back, so that'll swallow a lot of it. Um, probably just going to leave most of the guys alone. Play Kleva. See what they say about Luka before I put him in, but um, going to not really attack Dallas on this, on this slate right now. On the other side of the ball, though, Shy is out. Josh Giddy comes back. Uh, really good timing for Giddy. He is 7,600 though. Uh, first game back, there's not going to be a shy, so can look there, but Aaron Wiggins at 4-1, going to still continue to attack him. I think this is, he, he's been bringing back value, um, uh, regardless of who's in the lineup. Now that shy's out, even with Giddy back, uh, shy's more of a scorer, so going to be extra shots for Aaron Wiggins here. Uh, 4,100, I like taking a chance on that. Isaiah Roby's been drawing the starts, only 3,800. Uh, we continue to go to him again. He hasn't hit 20, 20 plus minutes in that uh, since that um, in his last two games, and the most in the last three he's played is 22. But he's still a really solid permanent guy. So if he can get to 25, um, which I think though he might have to in this matchup, uh, Dallas plays a little bit bigger. And if he can get to that uh, under 4K, I think he'll. Bring back value, uh, but it's more of a a pump play tournament type option to just see because it is a tough call. He's not been playing a lot, uh, but that's pretty much it. I really like Aaron Wiggins. Uh, everybody else gonna leave alone. Going on to the next game, the last game of the night, we have the Minnesota Timberwolves taking on the Los Angeles Lakers at 9:30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. On the Lakers, we have Anthony Davis, Jay Huff, Mason Jones, Kendrick Nunn. All out. The Timberwolves, they have D'Angelo Russell, Carl Anthony Towns out. Then Vanderbilt, Torian Prince, Anthony Edwards, McKinley Wright, the fourth. All questionable return to conditioning. Um, most of those guys, they all played. Three of those guys uh, played. And the three that are, ah, Torian Prince isn't really relevant. The two that are relevant played, and, and the other guys played as well, we'll say. Um, 
in the last one. Edwards mentioned that he didn't feel in shape in the last one. Uh, now he's questionable after playing. So that is obviously huge news to keep an eye on. Uh, if he plays, he's going to be playing 30 minutes, even if he doesn't uh, feel like he's in shape enough to do it. Um, I won't play him, but that does take up some shots and usage from guys like Beasley and Beverly uh, McDaniels. Uh, if he doesn't play, all three of those guys are really solid. Uh, Vanderbilt might not play either. And if Edwards does play, that's that's less wing minutes that McDaniels will see. But we saw him get the start at the small forward position, so they don't mind playing him at uh, either. But if he does play, he'll play more leap back up five uh, and let everybody else play. Uh, Malik Beasley is a guy that I'm looking at with or without Ed- Edwards. 6,300, his price tag starting to jump up a little bit and more, more so representing of where it should be right now. Um, but I still think there's some meat left on the bone, especially in this cakewalk of a matchup against this Lakers D. Uh, Beverly always goes extra hard against Westbrook, so he's going to have that motivation regardless. But with no Edwards, 5-4, uh, he's going to be running, primarily being the uh, facilitator on offense. So, yeah, I do like that when he's in that particular role. He's He's very fantasy-friendly, especially in a matchup. Again, Swiss cheese defense. Uh, the center position is is weird. We don't have Towns, but everybody's been splitting. Nas Reed came back, um, but hasn't really ran away with it yet. Greg Monroe's playing great. Nathan Knight playing great. Um, they're all playing center minutes, and then you have Vanderbilt there. McDaniel's taking some power forward minutes. It's kind of... Uh, jumbled right now and i don't really want to go attack the front court i'm just going to stay with beasley and beverly and see what happens with edwards though i'm not going to play him uh but that'll influence my decision on if i want to go there a little bit more Uh, on the other side of the ball lebron james just let it ride it's like you're at the casino you're winning hit black three times in a row you know what let it ride one more time because this guy is on fire right now this team isn't good right now uh, and I don't know if they will get good, but LeBron James is, he's 37 years old. It's insane. Uh, but I don't care if he's 12K, play him again. I, I can see another 70 points. This, uh, they're playing against a weak team anyway with two of their best players out. Uh, so LeBron James, let it ride. Anyone else? Uh, I think there's some decent value to be found possibly. Uh, Malik Monk still isn't crazily high. Um, Carmelo Anthony isn't crazily high. Trevor Reese isn't crazily high. Austin Reeves, I don't really want to go that far, but um, Monk and, and Mello still aren't crazy high. Um, probably won't go there, but I may do a double take because they do have some upside. But uh, Westbrook, if you really don't want to go LeBron, Westbrook's going to hit value anyway also. Just a cheaper play if you don't have the money for LeBron. Um, so I'm, I'm pretty much just going to stick to the stars here, but... Mello and Malik Monk are decent. All right. Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, before we go, I can break down my favorite player tiers here, I guess. <coughs> the most expensive player, my favorite player of the night that from the expensive crew, uh, LeBron James again. I know he's already 12K, but the guy's just in a groove right now. I can see another 70 points. It's it's insane. Uh 37, and he's still doing this. But, yep, I, I I think it's fine to stay right at the top here. Uh, we do have a lot of value around the slate, so it's nice to do that.
All right, my favorite mid-tier play of the night. Maybe not so much for the upside. Um, it could be one of those guys in Charlotte for upside if Bridges misses. But Yurtsevin, 6,500. He's just super safe right now. Uh, three straight games of over 36 fantasy points. Nothing flashy. He doesn't have 50-point upside or uh, maybe not even 45. Maybe not even 40. But I'll take another 38-point game, 36-point game from the guy. It's just been really, really good. I'll, I'll continue to take that nice value from him um, as the last man standing in the front court for Miami right now. All right, and my favorite value play, I think there's a few of them uh, to go around, but I'm going to go with a, a very cheapish guy still. Um, Aaron Wiggins, 4100 I think that's a really solid price tag. Uh, we'll see if anything else changes on other people's availability or whatnot. Uh, but Aaron Wiggins at, at 4100 with no shy. Yes, I like that a lot. All right, thank you guys for tuning in. Another edition of DFS Today, our last, our second 2022 edition. We are on Sunday, uh, the first weekend of the new year. Glad to close it out with you guys. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, and let's continue to get after it. Peace.